What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrax10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Stands 
welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. So sadly, this was an episode I wasn't planning on doing at the beginning of the week. I was planning on getting to the big old 2005 countdown, but, you know, things happen sometimes, and as people that do a rock and roll based podcast or any other music based podcast if somebody of note dies we definitely feel the need to pay some tribute to them and you know with me i've done a lot of the fallen episodes ever since the beginning of the show so i definitely like to pay tribute to those who have left us had a big loss this week with super producer martin birch and for those of you who don't know that name you definitely know his productions you definitely know his catalog even if it's just a little bit. And I'm going to just play you all songs from albums that were produced by the late, great Martin Birch now. So it's my way of paying tribute to him and just to say thanks for the music. I mean, this guy definitely had an ear. Uh, I call him probably one of the great producers in the history of the United Kingdom, for sure. And predominantly one of the greatest hard rock producers ever. You know, you can go look him up on the Wikipedia like we all did this week. Uh, and he's got a really amazing catalog of albums. And, you know, he was the total package. He was a producer, engineer, mixer, whatever you needed. Uh, he could play a little bit, too. Did some guitar work on some of the albums he was involved in. But for the most part, producer, engineer, mixer. And, you know, the guy was a triple threat. So what I'm going to do is the easiest way I could just whittle everything down from this massive catalog of albums is I'm going to focus on the albums that Martin Birch was the predominant producer on. So that makes it easier for me. And, you know, as you'll see, it'll be a pretty strong track list easily. Uh, not because of me, but because of him. We started off the show here with one of my all-time favorite Iron Maiden songs. And, of course, Martin Birch produced that one off of the Peace of Mind album from 1983. That was Flight of Icarus. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to get back into some Maiden here later on the show. Martin Birch was the absolute go-to producer for Iron Maiden throughout the 80s. The only album of theirs that he didn't produce was their very first album. And he was a little busy at the time uh, during that first album, but by the time the second one rolled around, he didn't stop producing their albums until the very end of his career, honestly. So, yeah, so Flight of Icarus can't go wrong with that. I just love that song to death. Uh, so basically from here on out, we're going to kind of go in, you know, pretty much chronological order for the most part, just to kind of shine a spotlight on the the man's entire career as a producer. And these next couple of songs are going to focus on some of the not as heralded things that he's worked on that I'm a big fan of. So, you know, as I like to do here on Rock Strikes 10, focus on my personal taste. And there's some really cool stuff here. You know, we're going to get to the biggies. We're going to get to Purple, Rainbow, and all that kind of stuff. Sabbath. Of course, some more Maiden. But let's get into this one right here. I've actually played this band on the show before, and it was a great excuse to play them again under these sad circumstances. Had a great chat a couple of years ago on the show with the great Tuck Smith. And he mentioned how big of a Michael DeBar fan he was, and Silverhead especially. Uh, so come to find out that Martin Birch actually produced Silverhead's self-titled album. So that's good enough for me. So this one, of course, the entire episode is dedicated to the memory of Martin Birch and his loved ones and all of his colleagues, of course. Uh, but this one also especially goes out to the great Tuck Smith. So here you go. Turn it up for Rolling With My Baby. <laughs> Thank you. 
you had that one turned up pretty loud right there silverhead rolling with my baby from their self-titled album from 1972 produced by the now late great martin birch uh so yeah there you go and getting into this other personal favorite right here gonna dial it down a little bit as far as the mood here uh but this is a beautiful song right here and Definitely from an era of this band that definitely deserves some extra attention. You know, hopefully with this unfortunate passing of Martin, people will focus a little bit on these albums. And, you know, we recently lost Peter Green as well. I definitely will be paying tribute to Peter at some point here. I definitely need to do a a conglomerate Fallen episode. Do a lot of catching up there, but uh, yeah, so I promise I'll get to it. But, you know, people talk about, you know, of course there's the big heralded commercial lineups of Fleetwood Mac, Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks, that, that era. And, of course, you know, Peter Green, that's like the cult fan favorite right there. The early Peter Green era, the first wave of the Fleetwood Mac albums. But it's the middle era that I'm very intrigued by, and I'm a big fan of it. A lot of it due to Bob Welch. Of course, you know, it's just a great band regardless. You got Mick and John and Christy McVie is a massive talent. Yeah, Bob Welch comes into the band and becomes one of their big singer-songwriters of the band. You know, not that they didn't have a few others in there. But Bob definitely added to it. And two of the Bob Welch albums, uh, Birch actually was the main producer on, Penguin and Mystery to Me. Mystery to Me, probably a little bit better of an album, just slightly, but they're both really enjoyable. Uh, Mystery to Me was kind of really the first moving on process stylistically from the Peter Green era. So I definitely want to focus on that one here. And uh, just a great song once again. Maybe some of you out there haven't heard this at all. But definitely dig into Bob Welch and his solo stuff, too. His solo stuff is excellent. 
And, uh, you know, it just really stinks because Bob Welch is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with Fleetwood Mac, and he damn well should be. Mick Fleetwood would even tell you that. Uh, without Bob Welch, they wouldn't have gotten to that next level. Uh, but here you go, from a Martin Birch-produced album, Mystery to Me, 1973, this is Hypnotized. Like a dream, God, we got you hypnotized. 
that right there that puts me in a good mood uh you know despite all this death that surrounds you know that one goes to of course martin birch and the late great bob welch as well that was hypnotized by fleetwood mac hope you enjoyed that and now of course since we're going chronological we're getting to some of the you know more popular bands that martin birch is known for and of course you can't talk about martin birch without talking about deep purple the guy had a hand as a co-producer on some of their really great albums and also it's definitely worth noting uh, that he was the engineer for their most successful albums of all time like machine head and fireball and in rock stuff like that uh, but he got promoted to being their co-producer engineer and mixer during the david coverdell era after doing the engineering and mixing on Burn, he got uh, moved up to co-producer for Stormbringer and Come Taste the Band. And I can't say enough nice things about Burn, Stormbringer, and Come Taste the Band especially. They, it definitely has its fans, but, you know, since David Coverdale's a singer, some people are kind of snobby about that era. But they shouldn't be, because some of the best rock and roll albums you'll ever hear are those three albums. And Burn and Stormbringer are so great. You know, the, it's the last of the Richie Blackmore albums from his initial run with the band. You got Coverdale coming in. You got freaking Glenn Hughes coming in to play bass and sing some leads and do some excellent backup vocals. They were just on fire. And when Blackmore left and they brought in Tommy Bolin, I don't think they missed a beat. It became definitely a different band uh, in a sense, but, you know, it's still the quality is still there. And I definitely want to play something off of that particular lineup. So... Here's something off of Come Taste the Band from 1975. This one's called I Need Love.
love to have been around the studio for that one right there. David Coverdale, Tommy Bolin, John Lord, Glenn Hughes, and Ian Pace. You got Martin Birch behind the board right there. My God, man. There you go. From Come Taste the Band, that was I Need Love. Great stuff right there. Now, of course, you know, part of the big deep purple family tree, and there is tons of branches and leaves in that damn thing. Of course, we're going to move on to Rainbow right here. And, you know, it's really cool because you see, like, even a family tree of, like, Martin Birch stuff. Like, you could see because of his work with Deep Purple and how great he was that Richie Blackmore would want to bring in Martin Birch to produce the initial Rainbow albums that he was involved in. So I, I just love seeing things like that. And you'll be seeing this throughout the rest of the show. You'll see that he gets used over and over again by these particular acts. And I think that probably speaks a lot to the kind of person he was. Whether he was a taskmaster or not, and I've heard that about him, probably a pretty cool guy at the end of the day. Because you don't want to bring in, you know, locker room cancer to your albums, you know. You don't want to bring in a bad vibe. So this guy must have been pretty damn cool to produce multiple albums from all these different bands. And somebody, when the different guitar player starts on the band, he brings them in. A different singer starts another band, he brings them in. So that says a lot. I think that speaks a lot to his character and, of course, to his talent as well. you got to talk about that for sure. Uh, but yeah, Richie Blackmore starts his own band, of course, Rainbow. Initially, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. And it features a new hotshot you know, even though he'd been around a while, new hotshot, hard rock vocalist, guy by the name of Ronnie James Dio, and more magic ensues, for sure. I mean, right off the bat, you know, you got the first track on Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, Man on the Silver Mountain. It's a classic. Everybody knows that song. Everybody still rocks out to it all the time. Uh, you know, all these initial Rainbow albums, you should definitely have all the ones that Dio's on. And I like a lot of the other ones, too, the Graham Bonnet stuff, even some of the Joe Lynn Turner stuff. Anyway, getting back to the first Rainbow album, I could not play this. And this is kind of a thing that I've noticed, and I'm sure it's probably the company he's associated with. I mean, they're the ones that write the songs and everything. But if you're going to do, like, a hard rock epic, it seems like Martin was the guy to call. And, you know, it, just, it seems like they, they wouldn't worry about it so much in his hands. Like, it would go the way that they would want it to. And you're going to hear a lot of epics here, even throughout the rest of this show right here. This one's no exception, and I love this track. Speaking of Glenn Hughes from the previous song, Glenn did a great cover of this song on Ronnie James Dio's tribute album once Dio passed away, and even sang this song at Ronnie's funeral. It's a, it's a hell of a song. Uh, so here you go. This is Rainbow with Catch the Rainbow.
there you have it, Catch the Rainbow from the debut Rainbow album, 1975, a classic right there. And I said before I played that song that you would see people start other projects and bring in Martin. Of course, we go on to this next one right here, more European rock and roll royalty right here with Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath fires Ozzy from their band, and they bring in this guy named Ronnie James Dio. Boy. Uh, look at that. So yes, we are going to play some more Dio, albeit with this different band right here. And I'm going to get into a twofer right here because, you know, I, I could gush on and on and on, of course, about the first two Black Sabbath Dio albums, Heaven and Hell and The Mob Rules. They are law. You must have them. Uh, so what else can you say? I mean, let's just let the music speak for it. So here's a twofer from those two Martin Birch produced albums right here that you definitely should own. We're going to start off with a, a nice meat and potato scorcher right here. The one that let everybody know that Black Sabbath was not done making good music. Matter of fact, they improved quite a bit from their previous outing, Never Say Die, in my opinion. But, I mean, hell, you put on a track like this, you know everything is going to be okay. So let's kick off this twofer, and I'll save the other one as a surprise. Let's kick off this twofer with the great Neon Knights.
Okay, can't go wrong with that right there. A Black Sabbath, Ronnie James Dio era twofer right there, produced by the now late great Martin Birch. Started off with Neon Knights, the kickoff track from Heaven and Hell, going into my personal favorite song from the Mob Rules album, Falling Off the Edge of the World. Oh man, that one, that's just the best. That's in my top five Black Sabbath songs of all time. Not just Dio, but all of it. All of it, for sure. Okay, that was around the same time, 80, 81, something like that. So we're going to stick with 1981 and an album, and the only American-based act on here, really. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult brought in Martin Birch. I'm sure they heard his work. <laughs> like, let's let's sound like that. That would be nice. Uh, so yeah, and, and arguably probably produced their best overall album. I know everybody would want to point to Agents of Fortune and, and stuff like that, and those are great albums. Of course they are. But Fire of Unknown Origin might be the best Blue Oyster Cold album. That could be a controversial opinion, but you can fight me on that. I'll, I'll definitely uh, make an argument for it, for sure. I could debate it uh, with conviction. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not just Burning For You. I mean, Fire of Unknown Origin, Veteran of the Psychic Wars, The Massive Burning For You, all classics. My personal favorite song off here is definitely the quirky song on the album. And I know I've played this on the show before, but I love it. It's been years since I played it, so i got to play it again here. And, you know, I was talking about all the serious epics that Martin Birch produced, but it definitely seems like they were having a really good time in the studio when they did this track because they threw everything but the kitchen sink uh, on this thing. It's just super fun. So here you go. We're going to lighten the mood just a little bit here, even though it has kind of a spooky vibe to it too, but you, you can't be BOC and not do that. So here you go. This is Blue Oyster Cult and Joan Crawford.
right, Joan Crawford right there from Blue Oyster Cold, from the great album Fire of Unknown Origin, produced by the late, great Martin Birch. Hope you enjoyed that. We got two more to go, and they're biggies for sure. They're all biggies here on Rock Strikes 10. And, you know, talked about that great Deep Purple lineup with David Coverdale singing. Once David Coverdale formed a band called Whitesnake, guess who he gave a call to? Oh, yeah, of course, Martin. Martin came back, did a lot of stuff for Whitesnake. Matter of fact, he was there pretty much all through their initial run prior to their big American run in 1987. He started with them in 1978 with Snakebite, lasted all the way through even like the live album, stuff like that, come and get it, and we get all the way to the album that really started to break through for White Snake in America, Slide It In. Slide It In, also a classic hard rock album. So, you know, I, you know, no matter how many times I hear this, you'll still hear it pretty decently on the radio, but I had to play this one. This one's such a burner. And, and yeah, can't go wrong. Sorry if you've heard it a billion times, but how could you get sick of this? So here you go. Turn it up. This is White Snake, Slow and Easy.
All right, there you go. Slow and Easy from White Snake, featuring the great David Coverdale on lead vocals right there. One of my favorite rock divas of all time, that's for damn sure. And yeah, I'm just gushing over this body of work here by Martin Birch. I mean, what a legacy, man. I mean, his stuff's going to live on forever, so you got to love that. I think everybody that he ever knew and, and everybody that knew him and his entire family, I think they could definitely be proud of that for sure. Uh, even if he never did anything else, he produced this last song of the night, and I uh, talk about epics. This one is an epic. It's The song's only grown in legend as time has gone on, and I was reminded of this from Pete LaRussa, my friend Pete over there on I Am Vinyl on cnjradio.com. Martin Birch had retired, and he got a call from Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, and they were already starting work on their Fear of the Dark record, and they just uh, had to convince him to come back one more time. Let's do it one more time. And he agreed, thankfully. And I'm so glad that he did. And, you know, proof that sequencing matters. Yes, it does. Uh, this one, the closer on the album. And, you know, if I had to make a, a one-disc Martin Birch set, this would probably be the closer right here. So why not close it off on this tribute episode that we're doing here for the late great Martin Birch here on Rock Strikes 10, closing off with the last song, or at least the last song you ever heard that he produced. Here's Fear of the Dark.
Closing off our special tribute to the now late great Martin Birch, one of the great producers of all time, especially in the field of hard rock and a little bit of heavy metal. But that was Fear of the Dark, the title track from Fear of the Dark from 1992, the last album that Martin Birch ever produced, apparently. So, yeah, great note to go out on. Uh, I believe that to be true for sure. So, yeah, I, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've opened up your ears to all of Martin Birch's catalog. And you can dive even deeper. You can get into even deeper stuff than this, like the Wishbone Ash stuff and some of the solo Deep Purple stuff, Roger Glover's stuff, Cozy Powell, things such as that, the Gary Moore record he did, John Lord's stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to get into here, so... Not a bad place to go in your next rabbit hole. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Until we meet again, I, I believe I'll be getting into the Best of 2005 countdown coming up right here. That's going to be huge and epic, so I hope you join me for it. Stay subscribed on iTunes and leave reviews anywhere that you hear this show. Hopefully positive. And besides all that, I'm just going to get straight over to the plugs with my better half, Nola, and the greatest damn outro song in the business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure, Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and The I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.